0: Welcome in to episode 28, take two of Free Rambler Man, a country music podcast. It is take two because, well, we had a go at recording this episode last week and then, well, I've got to be honest, it's John Kerr speaking to you right now. I just didn't feel like I was very good. Stuart, of course, was amazing as usual, um, but I said, Stuart, can we re-record this next Saturday and we'll put it out the week after? What do you think? And Stuart was ever so kind to uh, to go along with that. So
1: Stuart, how have you been? How are you? I always walk away from the recording of every episode going, that was rubbish. I think the magic's in the edit. I mean, we've talked about in the past on the podcast, you know, playfully, like me, maybe overdoing it when it comes to drink. I've come to a, a turn in the road, a fork in the road this week. I've decided to try and quit drinking. I'm two days in. I'm clutching a bottle of Evian. I've never felt better.
0: Never felt better. I'm two days sober. Do you get like a gold coin for that or something or...
1: To me, two days is an achievement, so let's not right. try and minimize it, or okay. well, let's have a drink.
0: <laughs> you know, like... My bad, bro, my bad. Well, here, because this is take two of episode 28 of Free Ramblin' Men, uh, we're probably not going to have all the same catching up of the holiday, but uh, I'll just say that America was great, that we've already been through this. You never heard it, unfortunately, you out there in listening land. But it was a great holiday, did some fishing, did some shooting, and uh, and had a gay old time.
1: He did some loving every day. <laughs>
0: No, it was a good time. It was a good time. And uh, Stuart and I have been out this past week as well, catching up in person. Uh, we went for an Indian,
1: didn't we? With <laughs> two other people in the restaurant. was the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was delicious, though. Indians are very overpriced,
0: aren't they? Aren't they? Yeah. I mean, also, you told me. Can I say this? I bought the Indian, right? Because, Stuart, it was your birthday whenever I was away in America. And uh, not just any birthday, But your 40th birthday. So happy birthday to you. Happy. We're not going to do the whole thing. Also, in my family, we really do make it last long because we go there. we give it the whole hip hip hooray. And then we go for he's a jolly good fellow for he's a jolly good fellow. Then you get to the end of that and you go for he's a jolly good fellow. And so say all of us. And then you go and so say all of us. And so say all of us for he's a jolly good fellow. And you keep it going. And then you finish that with, for he's a jolly good fellow, he's a jolly good fellow, and nobody can deny, and nobody can deny, and nobody can deny, for he's a jolly good fellow. And you keep it literally, it goes on for, it's well, it's too long.
1: I uh, have reached a stage of my life when all of my sort of younger brothers and sisters all have now very small children. I don't because women find me repulsive. But <laughs> whenever there's any sort of a birthday celebration, because there's so many now, like nieces and nephews, the whole singing of happy birthday goes on and on and on. And you're even singing it for people who aren't even celebrating a birthday. These are little, little children. And every one of them has to spit all over the cake, oh, you know, trying oh, to blow the candles blow, out. Blow the candles out. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, the sparkler candles that everyone always like tries to blow out now and you just can't blow them out. It's like, yeah, just just don't try. But they've also kind of taken but,
1: wishes away from, from birthdays. I think there's a lesson to be learned. Not... To light a candle and sing happy birthday to a child whose birthday it isn't. It makes a birthday meaningless.
0: You're making me think of this video I just saw this past week of this uh, these two kids, right? Uh, sort of gathered around, the dad gathered around a cake. And uh, the younger kid, it's not his birthday, he's the younger brother, but he wants to blow out the brother's birthday cake candles. And every time he goes to blow, the, the dad like puts a bit of paper or something right in front of the kid, or like, a bit of card right <laughs> in front of the kid. And he's, so, he's like he's like Jackie Chan reflexes everything. And the kids just getting more and more frustrated going... Oh! that's
1: amazing anyway uh, no no, I just want to say and I'm sorry for slowing down and killing the pace there's two things in life I hate one's getting a haircut we've talked about this in the past it's the awkwardness of the trivial conversation and I hate people singing happy birthday at yeah, you yeah, i just hate also it please it. feel free to move on oh yeah
0: gosh opposites attract eh? Hey, surely that's why we're the best of friends <laughs> anyway um so yeah indian birthday i bought you your indian but we're talking about the price of it indians have got expensive yeah i think i spent over 50 quid that's mental you did did we have a starter well we had the poppadoms i mean you have a starter we just had the main our sides the poppadoms and we shared a nan and you had a drink and i had a had a coke so Look at that, sure. We could have had a, a day without drinking that day when we went to see Oppenheimer. You know, we were going to the cinema for three hours. So we weren't going to a bar like we normally do, right? We could have actually had a, a chance there at not drinking, but you had to go and have a beer during dinner, man. Come on.
1: I was still off the rails at that point. I've now found right, Jesus right. to see the light. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here, sure. I got back to the park running today. Although I forgot to uh, put my little code in my phone, so I wasn't able to put my name on it. I was about 22.06, which is a pretty good time. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, but there was a guy ahead of me with about five meters to go now had he been any further back I probably would have overtaken him but about five meters from the line to finish okay and there was a girl behind me and I could like hear her she was close and this guy started slowing down I was like man what are you doing I was like I literally patted him on the back and pushed him I was like uh-huh. keep going come on come on let's go <laughs> keep going keep going uh-huh. and uh, he kind of thanked me after for doing that because I was like, first of all, I'm not taking your spot, and if I'm not taking it, no way in hell am I letting that girl behind take it. Not a chance, wow. you know. So, thirty <laughs> third, I finished today. I don't know how many were doing it, but uh, I suspect it was it was a huge
1: crowd, man. So I'm glad to get that. Thirty three out of I'm sure at least four or five. You jumped out of my car as the big giant you ER. are. You make my car look like like some sort of like matchbox <laughs> toy car. Anyway, you jumped out, and the first thing I said to you was, "Boy, John," particularly after a couple of weeks in America, because you know the Americans love to eat shit. Um. You're looking lean, you're looking mean. By the way, I've since discovered, since our night out, someone, and I assume it was probably in York Gate Car Park, which is notorious for it, someone scraped the side of my car. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Which side? The driver's side, yeah, my side. It wasn't you, you know, when you were (laughs) talking. No, 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 no. No, no, but it's in two different places. One's on the door. Some moron has obviously opened their door against mine and then managed to scrape... The side of the bumper on the way out. And they are tight in your
0: kit, like aren't they? As well, it's hard to find a space. Full stop. There, so like you know, trying to find one where there's a space beside you, or a bit of room.
1: In both places, it's quite a light scratch. So I keep telling myself that it'll almost like buff out. Is that the word? Maybe it'll buff out. My dad knows a
0: guy who does those things, and he does not pretty. You know, like fixes those things, and he he can dust them, not scores cars. <laughs> I mean, fixes the scores on the cars.
1: Come around and do the passenger side, and it'll match. <laughs> a match design anyway
0: we're uh yeah the indium was great though but happy birthday stuart stuart Thanks. you turned 40 how are you feeling
1: i don't feel any different although i think that probably is part of the reason of the decision of trying to like stop or kick drinking a wee bit it was almost like you know there's these wee significant life moments where you feel mm-hmm. like there's a realization that your body's slowly decaying do you know what i
0: mean oh right okay
1: great Because we talked about this at great length last week, and because I saw you midweek, and we talked a bit about it, you're skating past the whole, was it three weeks in America, experiencing, you were in Wisconsin, so you're experiencing real American life.
0: I was experiencing small town America. Yeah. Over that (laughs) just now, We're going to come on to it. No, look, Wisconsin was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I'll round it up quickly. We were in uh, Eau Claire, sort of, what, seventh biggest city in Wisconsin for a couple of days because the guys were selling their house and moving down to Arizona for the winter. Wisconsin winters are just too cold nowadays. We spent most of the three weeks up at the cabin up in Birchwood, sort of in more northern Wisconsin, as I understand it. Um, Can't say I ever looked at a map when I was there, but, uh, you know, Wisconsin's near all those great lakes, right? So uh, all the five great lakes in America, but there are just lakes littered everywhere and they are beautiful. And uh, so we did some fishing, we did some shooting had a great time, man, Uh, at all around me. Honestly, I was doing a lot of 5Ks when I was out there, which was probably the reason for my half-decent time today because I was just trying to fight back against any calories I was putting on. We would literally go to McDonald's, and and I'm not even joking, almost every day, right? Because on Pam's app, the woman I was staying with, right? You met Pam. She came in here, and I don't know if we ever put that clip into the podcast anyway when they were over here in Ireland a a couple of few months ago. But on her app, she's got these rewards, you know, it's like a dollar for like a large fry. And like, of course, a large fry over there is like twice the size of our medium, you know. So uh, I'd be eating one of these almost every day. And then one day it was just like, it's National Friday, free fries. And you just go up and get free fries. And then it was like, you can only use one deal every 15 minutes. So come back in 15 minutes and I'll spend another dollar and get another large fry. It was just scandalous behavior. Like uh, I had a lot of Mexican food when I was out there. Great Mexican place. Uh, They're big into their fish fries in Wisconsin. You know, so like kind of all you can eat fish fries, like deep fried cod. They've got other, uh, like bluegill is kind of the, I don't know, is that the national fish in Wisconsin? It's the, certainly the the fish in Birchwood. Uh, I caught a few bluegill. They were quite small, the ones that I caught. They have teeth. I'm not sure. I was able to lip one, so I don't think it has teeth. Lip? lip you know, one? when you put your thumb in the, its mouth and you hold the fish. Oh, like, lip right, it, right. yeah. Um, They got spikes like, in there on their sides though. So you kind of have to, you have to almost stroke them. So if I stroke the mic to imitate this, right, this is how you, you can have to brush it down and then grab hard or well, not too hard because you'll kill it, but you go, you know, that sort of thing. Like,
1: a, you literally like, look almost, like you're
0: wanking your mic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, Wisconsin was great. That's the long and the short of it, mate. Um, and then we cut but up the week. Okay. Go sorry. on. Go on. Hit no, me. I just want to ask me. you,
1: because I waste my evenings and this is the kind of stuff that I research. Did you notice this? And maybe you didn't, right? But did you notice that the Coke in McDonald's in America tasted any different to it over here? Because I'm led to believe it's a much more expensive way of facilitating serving it, but it's a much more fresher, better taste in Coke, allegedly.
0: I think all through our lives, we didn't like Coke as much when we went to America on our summer holidays uh, compared to here. Maybe that was because they always watered it down with ice, you know, and then it would sort of melt and you'd be drinking like half watered down Coke and they would never fill it properly because that's also from the gun half the time. I don't know. Um, It was really nice. Although I think the real great stuff is the the, uh, the Mexican sugar cane Coke, which you can get bottled in certain places and it has to be imported in, as I understand it. You can import it in here as well. But like that's very few places, you know, and it actually does taste different because so like our Coke, America Coke, by default uses like artificial sugars. But if you get you'll you'll see them; they're pretty signature bottles, like sort of longer, thinner. They are Mexican sugar cane, real sugar, and that right. is glorious. That Coca Cola,
1: glorious. Okay, okay,
0: nice. Um, so keep an eye out for that. You can get it in some places here. We'll have to, have to, we'll have to do a bit of. Maybe next time we'll go out. We'll we'll see if we can get one. But uh, a great trip, Sturdy. Don't worry. We'll come on to country music at some stage here. Went to see Oppenheimer midweek. Uh, three hours of a film about the atomic bomb and the maker of such a bomb. And uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Stuart, how would you find it? Oppenheimer?
1: I enjoyed Barbie more.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. I still haven't seen Barbie.
1: <laughs> but obviously the cinemas are packed at the minute, so it's very warm. We're on these leather reclining seats. I yeah. thought like I was either going to stick to the seat or fall asleep. Twice I did do that drifting off like... <laughs> Um, I'm glad we went at the half seven, showing and not the half eight, because I wouldn't have lasted. I thought the first two hours were an absolute endurance test. The last hour, I thought, was great. It was more of a courtroom drama. I thought Robert Downey Jr. was great. Um, I have to say, it was funny. We came out of the screening, and you went in for a pee, so I took a seat. Didn't even realize there was a girl sitting beside me, and at one point, she went, so what do you think of the film? And I went, to be honest with you, within the first two hours, if the atomic bomb had gone off in this in the room, I would have been grateful just for a bit of relief. And she went, Oh well, it's nice to meet you. Walked <laughs> off. That was it. That you, was it. That you, didn't care. you always tell me about whenever you're talking to girls, it's always like, you know, you just have the a gift for these. They're funny, they're smart. But there's an element of cheese to them. It's almost like how I imagine Michael Bublé chats up women. So, you know, you'll go like, um, you know, what's that feel like? Oh, boyfriend material, all that kind of bollocks, right? (laughs) Um, Right? Which is why you have an element of success at the minute. You're like fucking Callum Best. But anyway, (laughs) it's the fact that like, I don't know, that could have been the one for me. And I fucked it up by using atomic bomb. (laughs) And then, well, nice to meet you. And then she walked away. And the thing is, she clearly was country. She had glasses. She was blonde. There's a lot of boxes being ticked here. Yeah, a lot of
0: boxes being ticked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, maybe she likes a bargain. And uh, as expensive as the Indian was, we went to the cinema on Tuesday. It was £6 a ticket. Great. Felt like we were kids again. So maybe we'll go back next Tuesday and we'll find that love of your life, Study. Well, I suppose we should probably talk some country music, shouldn't we? To be honest, I'm not even going to edit this out. It feels like it's flowed pretty nicely so far. But anyway, we will come into the country music now. And Sturt, uh, shall we start with the charts? Let's have a look at MediaBase's uh, past seven days. And you're going to have to help me out here, Stuart. Which one is going to be number one and which one is number one? I think Luke Combs' Fast Car is number one, which must mean that Jelly Roll, Need a Favour, is going to be number one. Uh-oh. That's how I believe it to be, yeah. Great stuff, great stuff. And then we look at the Billboard Country Airplay chart. That is Luke Combs. Last week it was number one, four weeks at number one, 14 weeks on the chart. But here, Stuartie, this is the one I was wanting to kind of hit you with on the spot, on the podcast. A top Billboard Hot Country songs. In fact, you know what? Let me leave it right there. This will be a great segue into our next conversation. So let me skip on to the top country albums and just say that it's Taylor Swift's Speak Now, Taylor's version. Last week, number one, two weeks at number one, two weeks on the chart. And thank God for something fresh other than Morgan Mullen for a change. I love you, Morgan Mullen. You're a top five artist for me. But my goodness, was it getting boring just saying that Morgan Mullen was on the top every chart every single week that we were doing the podcast? And then we looked to the UK iTunes country chart. An artist called Cooper Allen and a song Never Not Remember You is atop the iTunes country chart. 79 pence, 257 length, surely. Do you know that song? Do you know that artist? He looks like a young Joe Nichols. Let's see. Originally from Winston-Salem, N.C., North Carolina, he spent his high school and college years playing bars, college campuses, and honky tonks all across the Carolinas. He and his band became the go-to for great music and a, and a high-energy all-night through-down performance. And look at that, 29th of July, 2023, is top the iTunes Country Charts, Judy. Sitting right ahead as well of uh, Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town, Luke Combs, Fast Car, and Taylor Swift's Love Story, Taylor's version. Also, Chris Stapleton's new song, White Horse. We should probably mention that uh, I still haven't listened to it. Sure. Chris Stapleton, another top five artist for me. I adore this man. But you know, whenever like, uh, I don't know, convention suggests that you should listen to something, convention suggests that you should go and see something, although I just went and saw Oppenheimer, I almost am kind of hesitant to then and, and maybe more inclined to just wait.
1: Listen to it. Do yourself yeah. a favor. It's, it's wonderful.
0: Those... All yeah. Right. All right. Well, uh, you can tell us who is atop the uh, Irish country chart before we then use that natural segue from hot country songs to go into whatever we're talking about next.
1: Go on ahead. And can I just throw in there because we mentioned this last week, but obviously nothing made the cut. Stampled and co-wrote it with Dan Wilson, lead singer of the band Semi Sonic. Do you remember them, or are you too young?
0: Too young. Closing time. Oh, yeah. No? Well, I knew that from the office. Um, you don't gotta okay. go home, but you
1: can't stay here. <laughs> time. Um. So, top of Irish country charts, a girl called Ashleen or Eileen Rafferty, uh, her version of Two Step and Texas Blues. Hang on a second, Ashleen or Aileen? Can you not get the name right? Like, okay, let me let me double check. You know, what, I can get the name right. I just can't read my own handwriting. <sighs>
0: Ashley or Eileen, could you imagine reporting who was atop the uh, the, the American country <laughs> chart it's either Miranda or Miriam Lambert I, I can't be sure which
1: Ashleen Rafferty
0: there you go Ashleen. you've got your moment darling you're atop the uh, the uh, Irish
1: country chart with what song Two Step in Texas Blues cover of a song recorded by Joni Harms for an album called Cowgirl Dreams in the late 90s I'm two stepping here. who did she marry what's her dog called you've got that much
0: information Stuart my goodness
1: while you're you know flat out swiping left and right on your apps your dating apps and making small talk and coming up you know paraphrasing Michael Bublé lyrics this is the kind of stuff I'm researching and
0: we're grateful for it I'm grateful for it the Free rambler Men listenership is grateful for it um, Stuart I'll finish up then with what is the top uh, Billboard Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart uh, it is Jason Aldean's Try That In A Small Town we'll Try That In A Small Town Does that naturally segue us into what we're going to talk about next or what? Well, I'm sure you have likely seen the buzz about Jason Aldean's Try That In A Small Town song and music video. Maybe you have some thoughts on it. Stuart and I are going to share our thoughts on it. I think the song and the music video, Stuarty, are two different things. I don't think the song is racist. I also don't think it's a particularly good song. The video in the meantime, as I understand it, because when I was looking into it a little bit more, did feature Black Lives Matter protest footage and sort of projected onto a Tennessee courthouse where a black teenager was lynched in 1927. And I say did because, I don't know if you've seen this, those six seconds of footage have apparently, supposedly, since been taken out of the video. Did you know that?
1: Funny, I was just reading about that before we hit record, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't really care for the song, but I can play kind of devil's advocate for both those in support of it and those against it. Um, Like, I don't think Jason Aldean is racist, you know, as conservative or right wing
1: or Trump leaning as he is. I,
0: I don't think he's inherently racist.
1: When you talk about the song and the video being two different things, the song existed for a while. It was only the video that provoked the backlash and the backlash only really seems to be coming from a few people on social media and then CMT, who can tend to be very woke. They were the first, and I believe only, to ban it. It could have gone either way, to be honest with you, but I think enough time has now passed to say that all it's done has benefited Jason Aldean.
0: Yeah, and Jason Aldean and Luke Branch, just as you mentioned CMT, they have banned CMT in their Nashville bars, is that right?
1: They co-own a steakhouse, and they've released a statement saying they won't be showing CMT in there anymore.
0: Right. I mean, I do think it's like, you know, Just Aldean has gone full Jess Naldine within the song, right? Like it's the most synonymous song with what he is in terms of like this small town kind of hard lad, hard man, full of attitude, American patriot pride kind of thing. And uh, his fans and then, to be fair, probably racist country music fans will have gone full throttle and support all such a song and, you know, that is relatable to them and that they have identified with, you know, look at all that shit happening in this city. That would never happen here kind of deal. Like, you can kind of get that, right? That, that the song could have that effect on people who are already, you know, have a certain persuasion.
1: For me, who listens to, not so much these days, but in the past, maybe, a lot of rap music, it's a watered-down version of most rap songs. Yeah, completely take your point. Um, you know all these artists that are like commentating on it
0: you know so like I think I read that Cheryl Crow had spoken out against it uh, against the song and the video Emily Scott Robinson who I actually love as an artist smaller time artist uh, but she was doing the same on Twitter and the big one was obviously Jason Isbell right who called out Aldean on, on Twitter for not being a songwriter and challenging him to write a song himself and well that almost is like a separate issue I just Isbell just did not come off well I thought you know so the issue with that is as much as I love Jason Isbell's artistry Jason, you look like a dick doing that sort of thing. You know, I I don't really care about like saying that as well. Like I love his music as I say, but like Jake was kind of right. Jake Owen was kind of right yeah. when he called you, you know, right back out on Twitter saying that you always spout off on Twitter. You're a keyboard warrior.
1: Like Isbell, yeah, is incredibly talented and probably should be bigger and have a, a larger audience and sell more records. But he almost comes across as jealous of like superstars. Yeah, I couldn't agree more
0: you kind of get it as well, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> I have that jealousy toward why the one direction, why are they all worth tens of millions whenever I can probably sing as well as Louis Tomlinson can, if not better, you know what I mean? Cause he's not very good. Um, but you know, some of context here is by the way that Jake Owen said, I should say uh, to Jason Isbell, uh, Jason, you're always the first to kind of get behind your keyboard and split off with this stupid shit. In my small town, you just walk up to the guy and be a man to his face. If you want the smoke, not tweeted at him, tough guy. And uh, you know, Isbell sort of reply calling him out for what making it seem as though that you can't speak your mind on Twitter without physical violence being threatened uh, which I thought was a bit of an overreading to what Jake Owen was saying but uh, I did have to laugh at somebody commenting underneath in reference to one of Jake Owen's songs right don't know if you saw that on that tweet it said this is going to turn into a barefoot blue jean night and uh, the artist you know Ernest he replied to that tweet saying barefoot blue jean fight (laughs) Maybe the funniest part about the Jake Owen thing was the fractions, right? Let me see if I can explain this better this week. Uh, I saw somebody sort of taking the piss out of him for that. You know, he had a thread of tweets, but instead of working out how many tweets that it would take to write what he wanted to say that was on his heart, instead of writing one of four, two of four, three of four, and then four of four, he wrote one of one, two of two, three of three, four of four. So confirmed, Jake Owen doesn't know how fractions
1: work. Anyway. <laughs> but we should also just sort of, close this up by saying that despite all of this controversy, this song has become the fourth biggest selling song in America this year. It sold something like 231,000 copies in its first week. That's all genres, all songs,
0: all music. That is a wild statistic.
1: And, you know, Morgan Wallen quite clearly came through his scandal and uh, benefited from it. And it just shows you... Maybe as a, a white male country singer, you can fundamentally get away with murder.
0: Call it ignorance, right? Whatever. You know, Stuart and I can both be ignorant here and not condemning the song, right? Maybe there is something to the condemnation. But equally, maybe there is something, just as you're saying, to cancel culture and cancel culture running away with itself, right? And going so far as to actually make everyday people in America and the world kind of support anything that stands against cancel culture,
1: i.e. this song, do you know? The people I've seen given off about it are looking for... Out of context, lyrics that back up a racist agenda. And yes, maybe I am ignorant by saying this, but I saw some woman going, um, you know, in the bridge of the song, he says, full of good old boys raised up right. Now, what I took from that was like community and tradition where she was like, well, that's a reference to the Ku Klux Klan. Right. There are probably two different
0: ways of saying this, okay? I'm going to put it this way those that i have seen speaking out about this cancelling it challenging jason aldean challenging the song challenging the video have been privileged white people i'm just gonna leave it there mic drop so sure miranda lambert <laughs> <laughs> right then there's the whole miranda lambert thing which we uh, won't spend as long on because it's not as new news anymore but uh, just in case you missed it because we've been away for a few weeks where i've been away for a few weeks gosh it's raining outside it's absolutely pissing down here in northern ireland and we're doing a wee podcast, isn't it great? We're in here warm and cozy. Welcome in to I was talking about Miranda Lambert. Yeah, this was kind of another woke up in arms cancel culture moment though, wasn't it? When she stopped mid song in concert to tell this group of girls or women rather, because I think they were grown up women, right? To stop taking selfies uh, and photos and listen to the bloody music instead of, you know, acting like little girls, right? Um, Because they were kind of clearly distracting to Miranda, the artist that was singing at the time. It probably came off a bit headmistressy if you've seen the video, and, and maybe cold. But for goodness sake, right? I mean, why is Alvin stop taking posed photos of yourself <laughs> yeah. with an artist behind you, you know? A catch a grip. And all these people trying to cancel Miranda after the fact, man. Politely, do one.
1: So whenever I saw the first footage that was released that was literally just of Miranda, I didn't even need to see what she was actually addressing to know that she was in the right. And then when I saw what she was actually condemning, Literally, it was five or six women, as you say, right down the front, and they're just standing there, lining up, and it's flash, 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 flash.
0: I don't think she would have had the same reaction, you know, if it was one of her pacier numbers, and she was pacing about the stage, right, and having a good time and all, and then maybe people were taking a few photos and whatever. But it's like, if you're the group of girls taking photos, choose your moment, you know what I mean? If you really want to do it, choose your moment, or don't, because it's a concert, you're not supposed to do that bloody thing, flip stage, come for the music, but... Choose your moment because, hey there, Mr. Tin Man, you know, and like, take it from me, don't, you, you don't want a heart, you know, and it, that's as raw and like honest and country as a country song gets. So pick your bloody time.
1: Wasn't there one woman in particular who was one of the women standing in the line for the photo? And she um has almost tried to, it's died down now, but she's almost tried to use the headlines and the momentum to almost boost her own
0: influencer career. Yeah, her own profile, make her relevant. Um, I saw her doing some TikTok videos. You see, I saw Grady Smith, YouTube commentator, country music commentator, sharing all these videos. It was quite funny because, uh, yeah, well, he was just obviously team Miranda. But, I mean, like, he made a good point. You know, Miranda's always been this kind of badass artist that has spoken out, right, and has always had attitudes. So, like, and it's the same with Jason. Like, what else do you expect? What else do you expect?
1: But even are we meant to feel sorry for the woman who I've seen clips of, standing in a designer dress, holding up multiple designer handbags, going, my biggest problem is that I don't know what goes best with the outfit. And also she's right down the front at a Vegas show. That's yeah. probably like a $1,000 a ticket. Oh my goodness. And yeah. also, you know, they were literally standing up and posing, right? Whereas I've seen clips where the likes of people have literally been holding up their phones at concerts, Philemon, and, and Kip Moore has stopped the song and said, put your goddamn phone away, live in the moment.
0: I wish he'd said that to you because you love taking a video during concert, right? I do. (laughs) But it's just because with your relationship with Kip as well, I would have loved Kip to have said that to you.
1: Let's do it. We're (laughs) glad. Don't have a lot, boy. (sighs) What I loved about the Ulster Hall was just everybody was present in the moment. Everyone but you. You were Facebook Live and you little fuck.
0: (laughs) 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 Do you ever think the social media generation has kind of ruined life, you know? Like the internet, the internet as a whole, right, kind of the best and worst thing that has ever happened in the world, right? And then social media is kind of like a microcosm of that. It's given a voice to the voiceless, but it's also just so toxic and fake and promotes like a, a reality that's not.
1: I mean, we could go on and on and on, but I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast has broken him. Oh,
0: dear. Well, let's move on. That's Miranda Lambert kind of covered, right? We, You know where we stand on it. It's... Uh,
1: I've got more Miranda news. Oh, okay. So, um, are you an animal person, a dog person? Well, I love dogs.
0: Got it. My dating profile that I love dogs.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I don't. Uh, I don't have a dog. I've always wanted a dog. But anyway, that's not. Yes, I'm a dog person. In short,
1: your dating profile, which I've seen, would allude to that you're a bigger fan of pussy. <sighs> are you looking cancelled? Multi-award-winning country music broadcaster. Yeah. You look (laughs) at Castle. I'm making a bigger dick of myself sober. Um, So, yeah, Miranda Lambert. So uh, one of her dogs, Thelma. I can see you biting your lip wanting to laugh here. Come So she adopted two of these dogs in 2016. Uh, She called one Thelma, one Louise. Thelma has died this week. Oh, That's the news. That's the news. Yep. Oh, okay. All right.
0: So it's kind of like the uh, opposite of your baby news. but
1: Miranda's PR team were very quick to like push this out and make a big thing of it to try and counterbalance. You should feel sympathy for this woman who's yelling at her fans. I wonder how many.
0: <laughs> it's almost like, uh... and as well, you know, like the only way to make it past a scandal is to like almost have worse news or bigger news or something. Right. So the Miranda thing came first, didn't it? And then there was the Aldane thing. Right, because I haven't heard nearly as much about Miranda ever since the whole Aldean thing has been t- happening. So you know, maybe
1: the dog's not really but that, dead. <laughs> but but that's because the uh, the Aldean song continues to be being played and sell and climb the charts.
0: I know how well researched you are, Stuart. So I'm going to ask you here: Do you know how old the the dog was? The breed? I want everything. Nicknames? You know,
1: both the dogs, Thelma and Louise, were two great Pyrenees. Okay. Don't know what age she was when she oh, came really over. Uh no, they're massive dogs. Are they? They're like wolves. Really? You don't know what age though? I mean I can come back to you with that number. Gosh, you're not that well researched, are you? Like <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not I'm not a I am not i am not i do not really like animals and I know I've just lost
0: the oh. five people
1: that are listening, I've just lost three of them, but I'm not a big yeah. uh, lover of animals, no.
0: Well, poor Thelma, poor Louise now to have to live life without her and uh, poor Miranda as well. God love lover, let's move on.
1: What other news have um, you got for us, Judy? Ed Sheeran. Last Friday, he played the Ryman, which he has said is his favorite venue in America. And then the following night, he played Nissan Stadium. He broke the attendance record, played for 73,874 fans. The previous record was held by Taylor Swift. She played for 70,696 fans. After the show, he went to Santa's pub and was filmed uh, doing karaoke, singing the Backstreet Boys. Oh, I saw that. And people were loving it too. I think this. Past week was the first time I
0: uh went out of my way to listen to his song, you know, with Luke Combs. the one that mm. Luke Combs features on, not Ed Sheeran features on. Life Goes On. Great song. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed yeah, it. it. Yeah, yeah. sounds really like something else. It sounds really I think it sounds really like one of his other ones. I can't now without hearing it again, because it's a new song. Not that I'm gonna start that again, by the way. I'm not gonna be that guy that says an Ed Sheeran song sounds like something else, but uh yeah, it was a good song. I enjoyed it. And actually, as well, like I mean, Luke Combs' voice—can we just take a moment? It's so impressive. It's so good. It is so strong, mm. and he completely outdoes Ed Sheeran in, in, that, in that, in my opinion. Not that Ed Sheeran isn't capable of holding his own. I'm thinking specifically right now of you know the you know he's got a song "Perfect," right? But have you ever heard the version that he does with Andrea Bocelli, and it's called "Perfect Symphony"? No, that's phenomenal. It's absolutely wow. incredible because it's literally perfect, but turned into a symphony with Andrea Bocelli. But Ed Sheeran holds his own in front of Andrea Bocelli is what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, and this one, I think Luke, uh, Luke kind of does him.
1: You obviously have mentioned in the past, you're a big fan of the TV series Yellowstone. It's been revealed that uh, the show's creator, Taylor Sheridan, uh, wanted Cody Johnson to play a role in it. And Cody oh. actually turned it down. Oh, wow. No way. Yeah. By the way, I actually
0: watched on holiday the Cody Johnson Dear Rodeo story. So I can, mm. uh, I can, I can kind of see him in a role. Now that I've seen that documentary, I know you saw it a a long while ago. Um, you know who Taylor Sheridan is, by the way, don't you? The 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 show's kind of writer and founder. No. Well, have you ever seen Sons of Anarchy? I've heard of it. My brother used to watch it. Oh, right. Well, he's, well, if you haven't seen Sons of Anarchy, you might not know, but he was in that as well. I think he had maybe the same or some sort of majorly creative role in that. But he was the uh, one of the cops that uh well. No spoiler now because we it's it's had a long time, but meets his demise at uh in a pretty graphic way actually. But he's pretty kind of badass and stands up against everybody while remaining kind of a neutral kind of ish force, um. And he's absolutely jacked in Yellowstone, but uh, you know me, I'll never once a face once I see a face, I kind of never forget it. So um, once I'd seen his in uh, in Sons of Anarchy, and then once I saw it in Yellowstone, I was yeah, I knew exactly who it was. Just like in Oppenheimer the other day, whenever we saw that little slimy kind of dark haired guy who was the little slimy guy in Batman the Dark Knight the one that Harvey Two-Face is kind of interrogating mm. and then Batman turns up and goes "Leave him alone. he's not going to tell you anything he's a schizophrenic or something something like that I don't know
1: <laughs> something along those lines can we please go to like a McDonald's drive through and can you order in the Batman voice what would you like a large quarter pounder cheeseburger meal
0: I'm not wearing hockey pads <laughs> You know the Joker scene whenever he's like uh, wrestling with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal? She like slaps him or something and the Joker goes, oh, you've got a little fight in you. You like that? Then you're gonna love me.
1: This is lost on the listeners, but you're doing this wee tinkly thing with your fingers as you're doing it. It's very funny. <laughs> I'm getting into it. It's like oh, jazz hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> My dad. Oh. Took a razor,
1: made me smile. I said, Smile.
0: Oh, do you know he's getting the, uh, he's done like the home video bit. And it, actually, I, I found out the other day on Twitter, I mean, in fact, it was in America. I was reading through, it was like the, you know, the Dark Knight had reached some sort of anniversary level or something. I'm at a year old. And uh, somebody on Twitter had done a whole thread about the making of it. And somebody had said that Heath Ledger had taken an interest in directing. Um, And so Christopher Nolan allowed he'd let her to direct the scene where the Joker would film the, uh, you know that little bit where he's like intimidating a guy and saying, Mm -hmm. the only reason I think of it is because of the line where he goes, uh, (laughs) (laughs) look at me,
1: you know. Oh my god! (laughs) It's like, (laughs) have you ever seen the movie Heat? Heat? No, I don't think so. Okay, so. Pacino no, De Niro. Not the heat with um, Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock, no, 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 movie. no, no. Very different film. It's another like three hour long film. Michael Bay movie, Pacino yeah. De Niro, Val Kilmer. I saw it for the first time a few weeks ago and uh, excellent, excellent. But I'm only bringing it up because I saw this YouTube thing the other day where mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan and Killian Murphy are going through one of the last remaining video stores. And they're just picking out their favorite movies and movies that have influenced his acting career, influenced his directing career. And Mm -hmm. um, Nolan picks out Heat and goes into great detail about how essentially it influenced fundamentally every aspect of The Dark Knight. Wow. Wow. Well, surely I suppose we should talk about some country music, should we? The man, the myth, the legend, Tim McGraw. He's just announced he's going to be playing 33 arena shows in the US and Canada next year. Kicking off on the 14th of March in Jacksonville, Florida. Your mate, Carly Pearce, is going to be opening for him. And uh, the tour is named after Tim's brand new album, Standing Room Only, which will arrive on the 25th of August. Okay, so Carly's pretty huge now. I always just
0: kind of think it's still quite funny. That an artist can get so big and still support, you know, yeah, you know, she's obviously a lot more radio relevant than McGraw right now, but it just shows you that touring is a different game altogether.
1: I will say, as we've talked about at great length, um, Carly has certainly rinsed the chamois of uh, the collapse of her marriage through her music. Um, I see hang now on, she's hang on,
0: didn't she break up with somebody recently again? Isn't that falling through?
1: Yes. So she's split from this guy. Yes, as you mentioned. Yeah. But she's now rumored to be dating somebody in her band. I think it's her drummer. God, so God help him. He'll be getting the sack next. That is, to me, the musical equivalent of, you know, creating the world's worst working environment. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, when are we going to hear the songs about the drummer? Even though, you know, she would portray that she's heartbroken and uh, she doesn't hang around long by finding another one. Sure, she doesn't. 33... 33 was the year that you played those beats. Here's a scenario for you. Say you're on your dating apps, right? You match with Carly. She breaks the ice. She says, oh, don't tell me you're one of the lucky few you have Luke Combs tickets. Do you pursue that, John?
0: Spoiler, Stuart, I would never match with Carly because I'd swipe her the other way. <sighs>
1: We've we'll been over this, in. man. She's, She's getting an X from me. Ass. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You um, get an X so, from me before I'm an ex of hers? Um, That's two mic drops. And you did one mic wank as well. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just finish up with news of a sick chick Yeah, the chicks They were due to play I think it was the beginning of the US tour On Thursday night at Bridgestone uh, They cancelled due to illness um, They were then due to perform tonight In um, Knoxville, Tennessee And tomorrow in Greensboro, North Carolina But uh, all these shows Have now been rescheduled Due to somebody being pearly. Oh, You don't know which one of them was pearly? No They keep just posting photographs of the lead singer, Natalie, but it might not be her. Can anybody even name all three of the chicks? I can. Go. Natalie Maines. Yeah. Full names, full titles. Marty McGuire. And give me a minute. Fuck, I can't do it. No? Let me look it up there. It's never going to come to me. And as soon as you said, I'm going to hit myself. You want to know? Yeah, please. So you can't do it. So nobody can do it.
0: Nobody can name the chicks. Nobody can do it. No. Nobody can do it. Everybody knows this. Natalie Maines. Who did you say then? Marty, Marty McGuire. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Emily Strayer.
1: Ah! <laughs> sure that would have never came to me.
0: Can we use, use that clip for the <laughs> uh, for the social push this week? Nobody can name them. Ah! <laughs> Judy, um, Let's finish up. We're through with the news. Is that right? Yeah. What music have you been listening to in the last few weeks? Because I um I in America on the way, and then in America, Coulter Wall released his. Well, he initially released a few songs. Right. He had the mm-hmm. uh, Corral and the Blues, and then he had um for a long while. Um, and then what was the other one called? Evangeline down in old Mexico, and I listened to all three. He's got such a good voice. Man. Corral the Blues. It's like he'd put Josh Turner's voice to shame. Then he released sort of a longer form project of those three songs and some, so many more. Um, What was it called? These Little Songs. I should probably get the name of it. Little Songs, it was just called. And uh, But it's been simply wonderful uh, to listen to. So I'd urge you to listen to it, Shirley. So I've been listening to uh, a lot of new Culture Wall. I've been listening to a lot of old Riley Green. I've been enjoying Riley. Sometimes I just go back and listen to him. Man. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, And classic, which is Cody. A lot of, a lot of Cody's back I just okay. I'm loving Cody Johnson again at the moment. What about you? Anything you that's sort of taking your ear?
1: The album I keep putting on and just letting it play is Megan Moroney "Lucky." Oh yeah. Off the back of that new, I'm telling you, go and listen to it. That new Stapleton track. Uh, yeah, in fact, it. I would love you. I'd love to watch you listen to it right now. Right. Right.
0: Okay, we'll do it. Off Let's the back,
1: it. off the back of that, I uh, am finding myself listening to even the Traveler album.
0: Really? Well, I mean, I just always go and listen to those that collection of sad songs.
1: Here we go. Yeah, I'm
0: loving that song, Shorty. White Horse is, uh, I like it. I mean, it's not a lyrical masterpiece by any means, but it's, uh enjoying that very much. Full length pro- projects coming, by the way, for Stapleton, for Riley Green, for uh, a double album for Cody Johnson. I think Tyler Childers has even got new music coming out as well. So I'm, I'm buzzing. Like We are on new music season. This is, this is a great time to be a country music fan. And a new release
1: from Dan and Shay. All right. <laughs>
0: This has been uh, episode 28 of Free Rambler Men, a country music podcast. Take two was a lot better than take one, Stuart. I don't think it'll take much of an edit, but uh, thanks to you for uh, for listening. If you want to follow Stuart on Instagram, Stuart, what's your handle? Instagram? Isn't it like Stuart underscore Bamford? Well, who uses Twitter anymore? Ever since Elon took over, I, I just don't use it, I'll be honest. Apart from Jake Owen, are you on threads? I'm not on threads. No, no. Couldn't be bothered yeah. by that either. I'm at the John Care on Instagram. Follow me. Follow at Free Rambler Men, more importantly. We're trying to grow oh. that and ha- uh hold
1: on my, um, my laptop's not plugged out at the wall my battery's about to die well we're, we're about to say goodbye anyways don't worry about
0: it I may mean, god bless you for listening thank you very much for your time we appreciate it uh it's no uh underappreciated thing the fact that you give your time to listen to this podcast and listen to us rant about country music so um let us say thank you very much and it's great to be back in the states it's great to be back well it's not really but it's great to be back doing the podcast <laughs> Uh, I did bring my laptop and my mic out to do a podcast when I was out there, but I am just having too much of a good time. The day's got away from me, surely. So apologies to you, apologies to everybody listening, and uh, thanks for, uh, for for keeping our country.
1: While you were out there living your best life, unfortunately the podcast couldn't go on because I was still here, uh, drinking and miserable, but I just didn't have you. That's why I couldn't do it.
0: I turned it 40. <laughs> Happy
1: birthday, surely. <laughs>
0: Some men just want to watch the world burn.
1: Oh, that's my favorite one, yeah. <laughs>